Get it out the mud. What does that mean? Get it out the mud. Some of y'all need to hear this. There's going to be times where you're going to fall flat on your face. And you're not going to know what to do. You might lose a job and mortgage and rent is due next month. And you don't. You went through your savings for whatever reason. You might become homeless and you know you don't know where and how you're going to get your next home you might be overweight underweight and you want to build up your body you might be mentally unstable and you want to feel stable but you just don't know how to do it you gotta get yourself out that mud you gotta be like a locust okay you got to be like a locust. You got to see yourself like a locust in that mud. You have to see yourself as something beautiful that's going to blossom as long as you push through that mud. Okay? You got to push through. All right? So let me give you the definition of getting it out the mud. All right? So getting it out the mud Uh, so it refers to someone who had to rely on themselves, who had only themselves to rely on to become stable financially, physically, and mentally. They dug themselves out the mud with no help from family and friends. And that's going to happen sometimes. You're going to see like who your friends are, who your family is when you're at your lowest, okay? When you're at your lowest, you're going to see who's for you. And unfortunately for me, I already knew, but yeah, ain't none of my family for me. None. Not one, not no cousin, no uncle, no auntie, no no sister, nothing, okay? Nothing. So I had to get up on my own. I can't say I didn't have support, but majority of my support turned their you know, turn their backs on me at the weirdest and randomest times. And the main thing is, when you're in that mud, what do people do in mud? They either step over it, or if you're a child, you playing it. You're playing it, you, you like to touch it. You might want to get some mud and, you know, just, this, this, mud is not really a nice thing to deal with. Mud, you got to wash off. Mud is, Mud is uh, considered uh, something that is uh, you discard, you get rid of, you wash away, you cleanse yourself of it. So when you're in the mud, you're gonna find that people are gonna do that to you. They're gonna, they're you know, they're gonna feel like, damn man, this person's really down and out. They're gonna need me. Let me run. You're gonna find a lot of people like that. You're gonna find a lot of people who are gonna turn their backs on you because they can. Because they can. And it, and it might hurt you a little bit. But you got to understand. Now you know who's who. Now you know. If something happens to you. Who not to call. Who not to put in your business. Who just not to deal with. Because in your darkest times. When you're in that nasty mud. Or that mud. And you trying to. You know you got locusts. And you trying to. You're a beautiful pink mucus and you're about to come out, but you gotta you gotta dig yourself out. You're gonna find that 
while you're in that mud and people are, you know, trying to step on you and wash you away and do away with you, you're going to find out who is not for you, okay? So, yeah, you got to dig yourself out that mud. You got to grow yourself out of it. You know, you got to think about it, too. When you're in the mud, sometimes certain areas on the planet, mud is has minerals in it. It's nutritious. It helps fertilize stuff, you know, good mud, good dirt. So think about it. When you're in the mud, this is building character. This is building... Um, this is building your your uh, foundation to who you can be when you come out of it. Okay? You got to think of the benefits of being in the mud. When I was in the mud, y'all, I was very much, I went through a lot. Okay? A lot. All right? And it was a lot. I ain't going to lie. I had to put myself in therapy because I just did not understand and you know, it was sad. It's like when I tell a therapist what I went through, they don't believe me. I'm like, shit, man, what the fuck? Y'all want me to sit up there and bring in recordings and paper paperwork and still they're not going to believe you, you know, um, because what I went through was unbelievable. And I had to take sit back while I was going through it and be like, all right, what's the lesson in this? What can I learn from this? Where could I have messed up? You know, and what can I do better to not put myself in any situation like that again? So while I was going through it, I was still meditating on the growth of this dirt that I was surrounded in that I knew was nourishing my body. But I did not like it. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I did not like it. It was so Sometimes it was just bad, but I had, you know, you got to survive through those things. You got to survive when you're in that mud. You got to survive. There is nothing, there's nothing for you to do when you're in that mud and it's dirty and it's thick and it's, you know, you can't see, you can't see beyond an inch from your eyes. You still got to, you got to survive. That's the only option you have. When I was in the mud, the thought of, you know, if I, you know, damn, man, like if I ever thought about uh, offing myself, which I didn't, but if I did, you know, um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I didn't never was suicidal during this time, but just the thought of like, damn, man, life is sucky right now. I'd rather just not even be around. This is just too much. That's how bad it got. And if that thought ever came into my mind, like I always have hope, like hope, 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 hope gets you through a lot. Hope. You have to have faith literally as the grain of mustard and hope that the most high is going to get you through those things. You know, when I was in the mud, I knew that mud was nourishing me. It was getting me where I need to go because I learned, I had a lot of strength that I learned. Like there's things I prayed for so many years ago that I don't pray for no more because I don't want it. I I'm good where I'm at. Tell the most high, like, please. <laughs> I'm done. But he says to endure to the end. So damn, but you know, strength, strength. I had to go through so much strength. That mud 
like I said, when you're in it, it nourishes you. It gets you where you need to be and it strengthens you. You do, like I said, you develop character. You, you, you can either go bad where you're like, you know what? No one cared about me when I was down and out. No one, you know, I had, I was in churches. Not that I ever asked for any church, no money, like never. Um, but I was never offered, even though they knew I was in my situation. So I, I could take note of those who were around me when I would be like, damn, man, I'm kind of getting broke. Like, ooh. I need to, I might, you know, I never went without food and shelter, water, or anything, but because most I took care of me. So when I was around people who could have, you know, maybe even sent me whatever, I never asked and I never expected, but I just watched, you know, I never got upset with anybody who didn't help me. I'm just more so upset those who try to kick me when I'm down, but those who um, did not help me, it's okay. Like, I'm not tripping about it. Because the Most High took care of me. And this is why I say, like, you have to have hope that the Most High is going to come through and take care of you. You know, I was in a very dark place. It was dark. I I didn't, you know, and here's one thing I want to tell you. You're that lily in the, in the darkness of that mud growing. You know... What else will, will God would do? What Most High would do for you? He's going to send little frogs. The frogs are going to, you know, I think I liken the people who came to help me. It's going to sound really weird, but this is just a weird thought I had, okay? And I'm just making it up as I go, but I'm literally seeing this right now. But literally, if I was a lo lo locust, lotus in the water, Little frogs, little people who came around to give me, offer support, offer me words, offer me love, kindness, just offer me things, offer me support, offer me, you know, comfort and um, company. Liken it to a frog that drops his little droppings on you and is fertilizing you. Yes, I got fertilized by believers, some believers, some of them I don't deal with. But they were there. I see how the Most High put them in my life at that time for a purpose, for a time. You know, you really got to think about it. Some people really are in your life for a season. They come, they're there. You know, there, there may be a test, a blessing, a judgment, okay? Test, a blessing, or judgment when people come into your life. So the most high, when you're in the dirt, he'll send little frogs to fertilize you while you're in that dirt. They'll give you words of wisdom. They'll give you hope. They'll give you love. They'll give you encouragement when you're, when you're, when you like, oh, you're, you're, you know, maybe your, your petals are not developing all the way. So you need a little bit extra fertilizer to help you get a little bit stronger so that petal can come out glorious. Here comes that frog to come in and fertilize you a little bit more. Literally, that's what happened when I was in my darkest time. I don't trip about people coming in and out of my life because I meet people every year. Some people stay, some people go, some people I kick out, some people leave. I don't care. I, I don't care. Like, you know, things are here for a season. This life is only a moment. 
you know, it's, it's lovely to have, it's a lovely thing to have friends and family and be surrounded by people, but that's not what God blessed me with right now, okay? So with that being said, I take what I get and I'm not tripping about it. I don't get sad about, you know, um, the, the life I would have wanted if I had the right surroundings. I take what I have and I, and I feel very much grateful for what I have, even if it means I have um, three or four friends. You know, and that's enough right there for me. You know, one or two good friends is good enough, but three, four, maybe a little bit more, it's good enough for me. So, you know, I'm I'm blessed to 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 be to say that. I definitely made it out that mud, okay? Um, and you can too. When you're feeling like, um, you know, depression is nothing but a weird spirit. Depression could also be hormonal imbalance. I'm actually going to do a podcast on, you know, how to get your mood up because that's one of my fortes is getting my mood to... Uh, stabilize because damn hormones really mess with you but if you're feeling depressed you gotta examine your whole situation um before you claim anything never claim a mental illness i tell you all this now never claim one never it's a trap everything if you ever had a mental illness you had anxiety or any type of things they try to say you have it's temporary you gotta work through those things you gotta get it out the mud I'm definitely gonna do a podcast on how to clear up your mental health disorders because trust me if you want to hear from somebody it would be me okay um but it's all it's all illusion so understand that if you're feeling bad and you're like oh I'm depressed I can't get out of my bed girl go for a walk go to the lake I tell y'all go to a beach go to some water go hug a tree literally go hug a tree take off your shoes don't you know look at the grass examine the grass i don't put my feet on anything okay but examine the grass examine the sand and ground yourself nothing everything whatever you're feeling like when you're in the mud when you're in the dirt it's all an illusion it, get out of it you know, and let's say you're sick. You know, you have a terminal illness. Still, think of your life. You're in some ways we're in a we're in a very decaying society, right? We're in the muds right now. Everybody who's living, you're in the muds. Can you imagine when you die? You're going to feel so glorious, so peaceful, so blissful, so full of love, so full of peace, happiness. That's what God's spirit feels like. You know, God's spirit feels blissful. God's spirit is a void of all negativity. So even if you're facing a terminal illness, be at peace. Try to be at peace and know when you die and if you're doing right and in that appointed time, you're going to feel like a lotus, locust or lotus. You're going to feel beautiful. You're going to look beautiful. You're going to have 
a whole new body, a whole new spirit. And, you know, shoot, one of my prayers is like, if I can't be in a different pillar of heaven, I at least want to be the least. And I don't want to be the least because I just like this horrible. But if I can't make it to a different pillar where, you know, because, you know, there's levels to heaven. I want to be just the least. Just to be a void. This life is just, it's just a speck, y'all. Like, I be walking. If you really want to have a peaceful walk, and it's going to sound weird, but the most peaceful walk you can have is in a graveyard. Because there ain't no homeless people there, okay? (laughs) There's no drug addicts. There's no backpackers. It's just peaceful. It's the most peaceful pace ever. Um, and when I, when I go on my walks, when I walk into graveyards, cause sometimes I just like to look at people's graves and it's weird, but it reminds me to stay focused and, you know, try to remain focused. That's it. So, you know, one of the kind of saddest tombs I saw was. Um, a tomb that I think was like 1921 or 1821, and then it just didn't have no year. It was a baby, and the baby died. And I'm looking at the year, and I'm like thinking, damn, how many generations passed? And no one remembers this baby. I also, like, when I go through graveyards, um, if I, I don't, I don't know, probably might be a sin. I don't know. It might be a sin. I'm not sure. I got got to see, but going, you know, cleaning off sometimes, cleaning off graves. I don't touch them, but you know, just, just realizing that life is just a speck. So if you have a terminal illness, understand that there's an afterlife. Like I watch these kind of sort of comes up on my timeline. And there's these people who deal with hospice care. And a lot of people who have died or are about to die, literally, I don't know. I don't know all what it is. I don't know. I don't know. But some people see their relatives before they die. And I've seen some creepy videos right before people die where they're looking up and they're seeing something absolutely terrifying. And, and they're scared. So... There's peaceful and then there's none. I truly believe, <laughs> let's take it to the narcissist. I truly believe narcissists are going to be terrified when they die. This is their heaven. This is as good as it gets for them. This is it. This is as good as it gets. This nasty, rotting, decaying world is as good as it gets for them. They get their peace, their happiness from this world. They get all the vagina, all the penis. All the guys paying all their bills, all the twerking, all the, you know, mischievous behavior, all the joy is here on earth. They don't count no treasures in heaven. None. This is their, this is their life. So that's sad if you're a nurse and you're, you're on your deathbed and you're not realizing that there is a God and that, hey man, you're in this mud, but when you get, you know, when you wake up and you get that time of time upon you where judgment comes hey man I, I, I one of my you know I always think about the book of life that God 
has for me. And I, I think, damn, man, when I, when I slip up and I make a mistake, I'd be like, man, that's going to be in my book. Everything, how I thought about it, how I felt about it, if I continue doing that sin, it's going to be in the book. And I don't know, you know, it's scary. So, but anyway, getting it out the mud is where y'all got to be in these last days. Look, things are about to get crazier and crazier as the years go by. Some people have had a very pillow princess life. They have had a very uneventful life. I can tell when someone has had barely anything happen to them by how mature they are. Maturity and wisdom comes with pain and suffering. Sometimes people are smart enough to look at other people's pain and suffering and be like, ah, I don't want to go through that. That's a smart cookie right there. But most people, we, we get it. We get it. We learn through the hard lessons like, damn, man, I should not did that. And you get wisdom. You get wise. You, you take a pattern of like, oh, I, I remember this. Yeah, I remember when I turn over to this side of the road. Yeah, every time I turn over there, there's always a car ready to hit me. Okay, well, let me not turn that way. You know, patterns become wise. So, um, but I could tell when I meet people who haven't been in that mud. You know, it's they're very childish. Are they been in the mud? Guess what they've been? They get in that mud, right? They're in that mud. They're dark. They're dingy. They come out that mud, and they literally come out as a swamp creature. A freaking swamp creature. What is that movie? Oh, I'm about to think I'm about to age myself. Damn. Swamp thing? Nah. It was an old school movie. It was so corny, but I was so scared of it. Oh, my gosh. Um, dang, it wasn't Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt used to scare the bejesus out of me. I used to be scared. I used to, like, I when Tales from the Crypt came on, and I would be so, like, brave little nine-year-old to watch it, I would literally have to run up the stairs because I was convinced that there was something chasing after me. And considering I had ghosts in my house, there probably was. But, yeah. These these people who get in the mud, they don't come out like a pure flower. They come out like a swamp creature. They come out slinging the mud at other people like, rah, rah, I'm hurt, rah. My mama hurt me, rah. My daddy hurt me, rah. You're happy, F you, rah. And they come out just like that, all slimy, muddy, nasty, filled with worms and slugs and all kinds of creepy things because they just did not let the mud nurture them. They were like, I hate this mud. When can I come out? I want to be like that pretty flower. That pretty flower don't deserve that. No. And so they come out just mad. You don't want to be a swamp thing when you come out of the mud. Okay. I, 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 I liken people who, if they've been through things, like I said, and they've been through the mud, they come out like a swamp creature. They come out very destructive where you're driving your nice bins, you're driving your nice car, and you don't see the puddle 
with the big mud in it. So now you're driving, all of a sudden you got big, big excuse me, you got a big, huge pile of mud on your car. That's a swamp thing. It's like, ha ha, if I can't be happy, you can't either. Now you're going to have to the poster, get your car fixed, detail that car. How about that? <laughs> That's a whole bill right there for you. That's those swamp creatures. They don't have no happiness. They literally let the most smallest or biggest thing break them down to the point where they're just... A sad creature to look at. And if you're like me, you want to help them, but you go over there, you help them, you're going to get dirty. You're going to get dirty. You're going to have creepy things in your locks or in your hair. You're going to be like, oh, man, I should never have touched that nigga. Like, what the hell? Like, why? And you're going to be like that. I'm telling you. Don't do it. So, our female, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I shouldn't have said the N-word. My bad. But I'm sleepy, y'all. So, excuse me for being a little groovy, but laughter, you know, hey man, when you're in the mud, laugh, you know, laugh. I was very disappointed. I watched the, the latest Cat Williams stand up and it was just so bland. It was so boring and it was so like, you took the oath yeah, and, and the powers that be said, nigga, shut up. So he did. Now he's pretty bland and boring, but watch some stuff that makes you, excuse me for saying the N-word, um, watch some things that make you laugh or laugh with yourself. Like, I crack myself up all the time. Um, <laughs> laugh. Laughter helps you out in so many ways. Um. Side note, I learned something. Not everybody. I got to move my nail box because I got even more. I'm going to explode. My nails suck. But I've learned that. Side note. So, yeah, I've learned not everybody has storylines going in their head. That's actually, I forgot what they call neurodivergent or something. Um, So, there's people who literally don't have no inbox going on in their minds. I'm like, well, damn. Them be the crazy people. Mm-hmm. They, just, they don't really have a narrative. I'm like, how the hell are you go around with no narrative going on in your head? Like, that's weird. But yeah, I literally, you know, laugh. Laugh. When you in that mud, laugh. Laughter gets you a lot of ways. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to be frowning all the time. It takes more muscles to frown than to smile. That's a little, you know, statistic I want. That's a little statistic I wanted to tell you. It takes a lot more to frown. A lot more muscles to frown than to smile. Um, so just remember, laugh when you're in that mud. Find when I was when I was homeless, like I knew I wasn't gonna be homeless for too long, but I, I literally took it, I, I literally, like, I observed my situation, I observed other homeless people, and guess what I did? I made them laugh, I made them smile, I got some, I got, they're crazy, I don't talk to them no more, I, I just was not going to be friends with any of them, but I don't mind making people feel good, sorry, like, hey man, there's levels to this, 
I ain't trying to have no dysfunction in my life, okay? But still, when someone is sad, when someone's down, hey man, get them some. When you're in the mud, motivate somebody else. That's a secret I'm going to let you know about life. When you're sad, go and motivate, show charity to someone else. And don't brag about it. Don't be like boastful. I do charity. I do work. I do love. I one reason I'm talking about this is because I'm just trying to tell y'all how to handle when you're in the mud. When you're in the mud, go outside and help somebody. It, it, it as a matter of fact, do it for your enemy. Oh, <gasps> gas. Guess what? Because there's no thank you back. But guess what? That's gonna help you get in that love energy. Because when you're in that mud, it's easy to become bitter. I literally had to pray it out, cry it out, fast it out, read it out, Sirach it out. Sirach is one of my favorite books. I had to work on forgiving people who do not give it ish if I forgive them or not. That's a whole hard lesson. But you got to work. You got If you don't work on that love energy, you're going to become bitter. You're going to become angry. You're going to become uh, like, I don't even remember the Christmas movie. I don't remember it. That's not a good analogy. But that Mr. Scrooge, I don't know. Is that his name? You're going to be like Mr. Burns. You're going to be like Smeagol. No, Smeagol is, you're going to be like, you're going to be like, you're going to be like Mo from Simpsons. You're going to be like just a sad person. Mo from the Simpsons is a sad person because he has no joy. He has no life in his. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So he has no joy. He has no life. He's like working. He's just miserable all the time because there's no love. You got to. You got to, you know, most I said, love him with all this heart and love your neighbor as yourself. If you're not vibrating in love, how are you going to love yourself? Then if you don't love yourself, then you're going to be giving out some fake love to people. You're going to be giving out love when somebody got a microscope on you. Like, look, 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 look what I did. Look over here, look over here. Look, look, look what I did. Look what I did. Look what I did. And it's only temporary because you know you only did it just to get attention. You didn't do it from your heart. You didn't do it from a sole purpose of, I want this person to feel happy. You did it because you want people to look at you like you're a good person. That's not what God's going to be looking at, by the way, boo-boos. He's going to be looking at how you treat people one-on-one. -on -one. He's going to be looking at your inner man. That's why a lot of y'all who are in that mud... You stay in that mud because you show fake love. You're going to be in that mud, man. You're going to be sadly mistaken. So, yeah, um, show love. That's one thing I, I honestly had to do. I never, you know, again, this is just me talking about things. I'm not boasting, but this is stuff I had to go and learn, like I said, when I was in the mud, I was examining the whole situation. Like, I was like, there's a lesson in this. I'm going to talk about it. So, love. Um, there's times where 
I'll give you guys a quick story time. So there's this girl, like she was a hot ass mess, hot ass mess, okay? People meet me sometimes and they be wanting to be my friend. And I'd be like, no, I want new friends. But then like, whatever. So I, I'll I'll give somebody my number just to motivate them. Like, okay, I see, like people be telling me their whole sad story and I'd be like, damn, man. I, I don't I don't fall for people's stories because I know like, hmm, um, you know, there's always two sides to the story, but I always see people's pain while they're telling their story. It might not might not be all the way accurate. I as I get to know them, I'm like, oh yeah, I see why that happened to you. But I listen to people and I don't trust I would not trust this woman, but you know, I I I, I just do what I need to do. Okay. So anyway, this lady, she I saw all the problems, okay? So before I got um, into my apartment, I had to go stay in this place for a little bit. I had to go rent out a place to stay there until my apartment was ready. So there was other people that were next door and she was in some program. And anyway, I'm talking to her and she's very narcissistic. Like about maybe three years ago, she was hot, but when once those drugs hit and you start losing your damn mind there's nothing cute about you no more and i hate to tell her that but i didn't tell her i let her have her i let mrs miss lolita miss Centorita. i let her feel like what she wanted to feel about herself because i'm not no hater but she was you know i'm hot <laughs> and i was like okay so she was telling me her story and she was like she lost her kid and i was like you know, the saddest thing about some mothers who lose their children is like they be holding on. They lose their kids at two or three and the kids are now in a home and they're like 11, 12. And then they, they have this fantasy of uprooting the child from the only home they had because, you know, they got into a situation where they weren't rightful. They weren't right in their minds. They weren't a good mom. They were too busy. This lady, she got hooked up on drugs. And so. She ended up losing custody of her child and she, you know, I tried to motivate her like, girl, don't you want to get off these drugs? Like I saw everything that was going to happen to her. I laid it out to her too. I said, girl, you are in a great program. You only got to be in this program that you're in for six months and you get automatic housing, section eight. Do not, and I repeat, do not let your friends come stay with you. She kept telling me, I, I just need to go down to the encampment. I just need to go get my charger from my friend. I say, the same friend that wants to beat your ass and who got who and who's just horrible for you. You want you want to go get your charger from that person. I told her, like, look, I'll let you use my charger because you don't want to go back there. There's drugs. There's your old friends and they're going to see where you're staying and they're going to be very jealous of you. And as a matter of fact, they're going to ruin your situation. Boom. About less than a week later, her friends are there. She got all these people in her room. And um, she's out. She got she got kicked out. And when she ended up calling me later, she was just telling me how everybody's just hating on me. They just hate on me. Because remember, I told you she thought she was all that. So she thought with all the, you know, digging of her skin and you know she she wasn't ugly but she had she had she needs she needs a couple of years to get her you know get herself back together you know a couple of years of being sober and she'll probably be back to her 
whatever prime she was. She wasn't an ugly woman. It was just that she let the, the drugs get to her and you can just see it. So she thought, she still thinks of herself as before she became uh, uh, an addict. And so she thinks everybody's jealous of her. And I'm like, girl, ain't nobody, no, 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 no. I'm saying nobody would be, uh, it's just, hey, man, your lifestyle and the way you're living, nah. So she w told me one thing. She said, yeah, they, they kicked me out because I called someone a nigger. And I said, girl, I'm in my head like, why the fuck you calling me? Why are you call? do you remember what color? And I'm like, hey, okay, look, all right, this is what I can do for you. And I was literally going to help her because I know people who could have helped her. And so I told her like, hey, this is where you can go. I'll tell these people you're coming down there and I'll make sure that they have something available for you to sleep. And if they don't, I will make sure that someone helps you. Just go down here and I will call someone and they will meet you there. No, I, no, I, no, I, um, I already been there. Okay, well then here, I'll get you this. I, I, I already been there. And I'm like, well, how many places have you been kicked out of? So again, that's sometimes your charity work won't be pretty that's all I gotta get at you know I knew the conversation that I had with her the very few ones and trying to motivate her that's gonna stick in her head more than someone going down her throat you know just being harsh with her you, you gotta motivate people and even when they're low so when she gets up you know I told her like girl that type of lifestyle you're living, it's going to kill you. Like there's only, there's, there's only, you can either strive to, to be your best and get the hell, go to clinics, go to methadone, whatever drug, I don't know what drug she was on. Go to get help. There's free help out here. It's either that or you're going to die. And I don't want to put that on her, but fentanyl is no joke. Like I'm pretty sure when I went into her, her room like I didn't go inside I let that door open and I stayed outside one foot in the, in the door because I was giving her some food because she didn't have no food and I was like well why don't you have no food stamp who knows but I gave her food other people gave her food so I was dropping off the food and I started getting a headache and then it smelled like batteries or something I don't know I got the hell I, I, I had the door wide open I, I just left because I was like uh -uh, I'm getting a headache I don't know what she's doing up in this room. It's not making me feel good. And nah. So anyway, I only tell you this because sometimes, you know, the love you show other people, it's not going to be peaches and cream. You know, people are not going to receive you all the time. But that doesn't mean like you stop loving. That doesn't mean the next person while you're in the mud and you're trying to help them out the mud. That don't mean just because someone doesn't want to get out of the mud right now doesn't mean you don't give them a little shimmer, shimmer, glitter, glitter. Give them that. Give them some shimmer, shimmer, glitter, glitter. Okay? Sprinkle some on them. And then fly off like the fairy. Okay? That's all you can do when you're showing people love while you're in the dirt. Hey, that's all I can do. It's as good as it gets right now. Um, so... Showing love is so important while you're in the dirt, okay? Because there's times where you're so low, right? When you're so low, all you can think about is self. 
Oh man, how am I gonna get this job, man? Oh man, my car notes do. Oh man, my my rent is due, my mortgage is due, my baby can't eat. Okay, well, you're right. That's horrible. That's horrible if your baby can't eat. I don't want to use that as an example, but something that you can fix, okay? Because baby babies need to eat. That's horrible. I don't want to put that in the air for nobody. But you know, shit, cars break down. You know, I gotta, I gotta get this car part. It's three hundred dollars and. I got a negative 19 in my account. Whew, how am I going to do this? Man, prayers work so well. Okay? But even when you're there, you might, you might, you okay, you don't got the $19, but you got $500 in food stamps. And somebody's actually hungry and they need a sandwich. You can get them a sandwich. Even when you don't got nothing, you can offer someone a sandwich. You feel good afterwards. So you ain't really, yeah, you don't have that problem. But once you see like, oh, I helped somebody with the problem, you see that your problem can be fixed too. See, tink, tink. I'm trying to help you guys on something. You gotta think. You gotta think. You gotta maneuver through this, okay? It's all about the energy you put out, okay? When you're in the mud, you got to put the right things in yourself while you're there, okay? Never let that mud deter you from getting clean, okay? Think about that flower, the lotus that comes out. When you see a lotus in the pond, does it have dirt on it? No, I sometimes, y'all, I would never touch pond water. I would never get in the boat because I can't swim. But my ass sometimes wants to go in the water just to pick those flowers, okay? And then when you look at them, are they dirty? No, they somehow come out the water all clean. How sway? Because God cleanses you. He, he cleanses you. When you, when, you, when you are in that situation and you clean, you get out that water. He'll cleanse you. I know he's going to cleanse this earth with fire. And I truly believe God, when the Most High cleanses this earth with fire, I truly believe every evilness will go. I've been, I'm telling y'all, side note, my mother's house was haunted. When that house burned down, nah, that, those, that, whatever it was, I don't want to talk about it because I'm in the dark, but whatever it was, it, it went into my mom, but it, it, it just stopped, it stopped showing itself. Like, I don't want to talk about it. It can be, I will say, delete, go out, get away from me. But whatever that thing was, it, it it was gone. So that's why I truly believe God does the most high is going to cleanse this wickedness earth of fire. But let's just keep it on the water. That's that 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 um flower came out of the water and ain't gonna it don't got no dirt on it. That's you. You gonna come out, people gonna be looking at you like, ooh girl, what you got on? Like, ooh boy, what you got on? Oh, you looking good. And he'd be like, <laughs> I know it's a God in me. Okay. That's, that's all you gotta, you gotta understand. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all. And one other thing, like this is off the top of my head. So I don't really write nothing down, but this is literally, I don't know. Maybe most high put it on me to talk about it. I got motivated because I saw like a quote and I was like, damn, yeah, we gotta get it out the mud. Hell yeah, what's that, what's that mean? So I was like, yeah, I, I, I see it. But let me say this. Like, when you're out 
of that mud, let me tell you. People are going to see that beauty in you. You're not going to have people who are, I'm telling y'all, like, I've had people who are so grimy. They didn't want to help me with schnit. Nothing. Nothing. Not even, not even a phone call to see how I'm doing. I called up one of my cousins because he was going through depression, okay? And I called him up because, you know, I I come on here, but I don't really need I might put some more crap on my, my whatever. But <sighs> most times, nobody's going to know what I'm going through, you know, unless I talk about it on here. And trust me, when I talk about it on here, I don't give a crap with y'all doing. But outside of that, he's posting. He's like, he's depressed. And so, oh, here I come. Look, I call this cousin up. This this guy, my cousin, talking to him. He's like, he knows everything that's going on in my life. I haven't seen my cousin since the late 80s. I haven't spoken to him since my mother died a couple of years ago. And I sometimes I periodically, you know, like his status and see how he's doing periodically. Very few. So I'm like, I ain't gonna lie, I got offended. Because my cousin is a doctor. He has a doctorate. He's a private chef. This, this guy has money. So I'm like, bro, so you knew I was homeless. You knew I was in a domestic violence relationship. And you didn't call. He was like, well, I was going through my own things. And I was like, okay, fair enough. But still, I see a post about you being depressed and I hit you up. You knew I was going through the most toughest trial in my life and you didn't even say hope is I hope all is well. That could have that could have showed me like some support. So guess what I did? I I deleted all my cousins. I was like, y'all niggas all knew. All of y'all were sitting up there just not doing what you should have been doing as you know a healthy family so i say all this to say when you're in the mud you're not going to get help from people some people want to see you there they want to see you in the mud they they see you fall in the mud you got your shiny beautiful purple garment on you looking all pretty. Your nails, your makeup's on point. <clears throat> you smiling, profiling. It's looking good. And you're turning around as you like you walk in and you're like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. And you got a group of people just snickering and laughing. And you, you all of a sudden you're like, whoa! You fall face first in the mud. You turn around and be like, you saw me falling. You saw this happening. And then when you fall down, ain't nobody trying to help you get up. Because they don't want to get dirty. That's how people roll in these last days. They don't want to help you up. As a matter of fact, they get a joy and glee out of seeing you down. Trust me. This is why you don't... You suck me. I know people. Hey, I know human nature. People, when they hear you, when they hear that you have a problem, guess what? Everybody does it. At least it ain't me. So you go <laughs> you your bills ain't paid. Your husband's cheating on you. Uh, your your child, you know, is sick. You you're going through all these calamities, but you hear somebody and you're keeping it to yourself. You're keeping it tight to your chest because you learned when I told somebody I had a head cold, they laughed at me. So you a lot of y'all who 
who who who like to listen to people's calamities and see how they make it out or how they don't make it out. Y'all don't help. You just look and you 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 use their pain as a way to hide your own pain. That's some weakness right there. So I gather that there was just people who like the idea of me possibly being down and out. They liked the player being down and out. They were like, she ain't going to get back up. And as a matter of fact, we're not going to do nothing to help her get back up. So you got to get it out the mud and not be mad at these people. Disappointed. I'm disappointed. But um, amen, people work with what they got. And that's what you have to sum it up. When someone don't help you, people work with what they got. Some people don't got empathy. Some people don't have compassion. Some people don't have charity. Some people are just straight up, narrow-minded, selfish, and about self. And that's their, that's what they got. You can't put expectations on what you would do onto other people. That's a lot of times how you get in trouble. And that's a lot, that's a, that's a big way for you to be in that dirt and, 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 and just not get up because you have expectations. That's why you got to pull yourself up by the bootstrap, my, you know, Bucky. You got to pull yourself by the bootstrap. You got to pull yourself up. You're going to look to the left. You're going to look to the right. You don't have enemies all around you slithering away like the movie Constantine with, you know, when Keanu Reeves went into the other dimension of hell and how those demons were looking. That's how a lot of these people, when they, when you're down, that's how they're looking at you. They're slithering around like, <laughs> look at him. He's never going to get up. Let me throw him a carrot. Ooh, 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 wait, wait, wait. I got the carrot on the string. I'm going to pull it back. <laughs> that's how a lot of people, when you're down, that's what they're doing. They're, they're looking at you and it ain't me. Thank the Lord. I've had uh, believers, one in particular, like, girl, I'm like, girl, you can't see the miraculous work in me right now with the most high. You can't see it. You're going to see some miracles through me and the most high. And this is all I thought about while she was, you know, mocking my, uh, you know, muddy times. She was like, ooh, the most high is whooping your ass. Why she is, and I can't have a thorn in my eye, so I ain't going to say, but she was doing her own thing. And I'm like, well, you should be worried. You know why you should be worried? You know why you should be worried? Some of y'all who, um, um, some of y'all that be going through things, sinning and having secret sins and, um, all kinds of stuff. And you, you see somebody going through the fire and you're like, you don't believe in God. You must use a rebellious woman. Use rebellious projection. And I learned about projection a lot. Um, especially when you're in the mud, people will project every last insecurity, um, any last just weirdness onto you. Cause they think you're so low that you're never going to get back up. And hence you're never going to clock them for the stuff they said when they thought you were low. Mm, let me tell you a secret. Tell some, I told y'all I did this podcast. Tell somebody your weakness, a controlled weakness. Remember something you can fix. 
and watch them people treat you like shit. Watch. Not everybody, but most will treat you like shit. I hate to tell you that. But she, you know, she was like, ooh, the most high, he's whooping your ass. And I said, well, how do you know? How do you know this is, you know, how do you know it's because he's whooping my ass? Like, how do you know it's not the devil doing this? I mean, the, the most high will give, the most high will give, uh, excuse me, the devil permission. But how do you know? And he's utilizing you, by the way. You don't see the devil on you. Okay. You know. Um, sometimes the devil will attack you because of your greatness. You just never really know why. I don't really, uh, you know, um, I'll tell you one thing. Anybody who says I'm rebellious, anybody who says I, I am sometimes stubborn, but anybody who says I'm rebellious, cause I told her my middle name and my middle name in Hebrew translates to uh, rebellious, which I should never tell these little heathen, little synagogues to say in the Israelites, my, my little small, little interesting tidbits about myself, because when they're small minded, they'll use anything against you later to come at you. So it don't matter. You're always uh, tried under the laws of their laws, not of God's laws, but their laws, because most of them walk around like perfect, perfect people. And they're not. Um, so, um, anyway, and that's not pertaining to anybody. I'm just observing, you know, I have, uh, uh, about a thousand people on my Facebook and only like a thousand followers and, you know, so I don't be on Facebook though. I'm going to delete the app one day, but anyway, um, if I, was to be a rebellious woman, right? Guess what? Most I ain't gonna let me be rebellious for too long. Guess what? You know, if I fall down, and this is what you want, this is what you want, this is what you want. If you fall down and you sin, what does he say? Just men fall seven times and he gets back up. You know why people continue to sin? Because God don't chastise them. He don't chastise them right away. I don't have that luxury. The second I make a mistake, stupid stuff starts happening around me where I'm like, I gotta, I, I, I gotta leave, I gotta leave this situation alone. So I don't have the luxury of doing things against my own soul and most high to say, oh, well, whoops, she done it again. No, he's not going to, not mocking God's voice, but I'm just saying my bad. Um, I'm just saying, whoops, she done it again. No, God would be like, huh, okay, you want to, you want to, you want to do, you want to do your pleasures? Well, hmm, literally, this is <laughs> things that have happened to me. I, you know, if I fall into a sin and I don't immediately repent and I want to feel comfortable in that sin, because the best way for me to feel comfortable in my sin is not to repent or be like, you know what, sorry, sorry, you most high, you know, I'm sorry. Um, uh, my, 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 my bad. And it's not real repentance. I ain't crying. I, he, he feels my heart. He knows I still want to do that sin. So he's like, okay, bet you want to keep doing what you want to do. Well, hmm, you're going to drive down this road. Here's a nail in this tire. Oh, I fixed it. <laughs> I'm good. Now driving down the road, here's two nails in your tire in the back one. All right. Message. Got to fight that flesh. So 
I don't have the luxury to be rebellious. I have mishaps. I, I have mistakes I make. But literally, if I make one, it, it costs a lot for me. I'm not one of those people who God just lets slip away and do do their thing. I, I just know that for a fact. That's not bragging. That's just how me and the most high roll. So with that being said, even let's take it there before I end this. You might be in the dirt with your sin. Ooh, you might be in the dirt with your sin. Let me tell you, sometimes when you're in heavy sin, what's going to happen is you're going to draw away from God. You're going to pray less. You're going to start actually opening yourself up to more sin. And then you're going to start becoming delusional where you're still sinning, but you're still reading the Bible because you feel like God knows my heart. He knows I want to stop. I just can't stop. Well, you in the dirt now. You're in some dirty, 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 dirty water. And that's when, amen, sometimes you got to pray whatever sin you got. You got to pray it away. Pray it away. And certain sins, like, let's say one that I could be caught up in, it could turn bad. So you got, when, you, when, you, when you're in it, you got you to gotta walk away because there's only so many times that God will let you touch something before it, it, it bites you back. You know, especially if you can't let it go. So, you know, sometimes the Most High has a way of letting, making you stop by making what you're sinning become toxic to you. So you want, you want that man or you want that woman, but you know something's off about them. Well, okay, you went there. Now all of a sudden you're waking up and you got some crazy Negro or some crazy woman standing over you uh, with a mask on reciting, uh, uh, reciting, uh, quotes from, uh, 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 what's that movie called? Uh, shoot. My brain is just not working where he said lima beans. What's that movie? I don't know. Um, you got somebody in your house acting like, you know, uh, psycho. You just got something that you just didn't bargain for because you didn't take heed that when you saw that person do a little crazy eye, you didn't say like, damn, let me walk away. You're like, oh, that crazy eye sexy. <laughs> I'm, that crazy eye can look at me all day. And you just went to it. And then God's like, all right, have it. But watch. <laughs> okay. And that's, that's how, that's how majority of us are, you know, and I've seen it where he'll let people, you know, be in that mud for years. You know, there's been times where he'll let me be in mud for years in a sin, but always in the back of my mind, I'm like, this ain't right. This ain't right. This ain't right. And then boom, when I got out of that, he said, I want to see what you're about. You said you love me. Well, here, I'm going to put you through all these tests. I'm going to see what you're about. Because to you to get kingdom ready, you got to be ready. You got to be ready. So with that, be ready, y'all. Be ready to get out of that mud. Get some scuba gear. Okay. Get some Windex for your goggles. Get some hand sanitizer, some soap and water. Get something because you're going to get out of that mud. You're going to get out of that mud. I'm telling y'all. Okay. Most highs will. You'll get out of that mud. All right. So anyway, with that being said, I hope you enjoyed.